Welcome into Searching for San Antonio, part of the San Antonio Podcast Network. This series explores the Alamo City by showcasing small businesses, nonprofit organizations, and all of the wonderful people that make San Antonio what it is. Join in as we search for the true meaning of being a San Antonian. As we get started on the latest edition of the podcast, I want to say thank you to all the longtime listeners out there. For those who have been listening since day one, can you believe it has been over a year now? I know I can't, but I do hope you keep enjoying the podcast, the content I put out, as well as some future events we have planned for the podcast, partnering up with some of our friends that we've brought on. I also want to give a friendly welcome to anyone checking out the show for the very first time. If you are a first-time listener, you are in luck because this week I'll be sitting down with the owner and operator of Brewster's Backyard Ice House, Norman Velez. But it just goes by Norm. Norm is a new friend of mine who was introduced by none other than our Southside aficionado, April Monterosa. The family and pet-friendly establishment is on the city's Southside, located at 815 Pleasanton Road. To get there, you just exit I-35 and Division, head east, and then turn south on Pleasanton Road. You can't miss it. Brewster's Backyard Ice House has been in operation since 2020. And you'll get to hear Norm's story about how he opened in the midst of the pandemic. You know, what challenges he faced and continues to face as we're still currently in the pandemic. Aside from learning all about his experience and how Norm got to this point in his career, you'll also hear about his passion for the community, especially the Southside community where he resides. Brewster's isn't just a bar. It's a place for the whole family, even the dog, to enjoy. Additionally, they don't just serve alcohol and provide games for everyone. They're very active in the community and host numerous events that focus on giving back. I'm really excited to get to the interview, but before I do, I do want to remind the listeners that this episode is brought to you by Live from the Southside. Live from the Southside is a Latina-owned online and print publication that helps residents and visitors find things to do on the south side of San Antonio and throughout Texas. Their goal is to improve and expand community relationships through promoting positive stories, interesting people, and businesses in the community. You can visit their website at southsidesanantonio.com, which is also where you can order the Live from the Southside magazine. You can also order your copy of the magazine on Amazon or simply subscribe to their newsletter to receive your online edition. Lastly, you can follow them at SouthsideSATX on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Huge thank you to April Monterosa and Live from the Southside for supporting the podcast. Listeners, we're going to take a quick break and I'll be right back with my interview with Norm Velis. This is what we're made of. The businesses that line our streets and the customers that make them flourish. As a business owner, this is your community, your members, your regulars, your neighbors. Your business is unique. So are your customers. No matter who you need to reach, Spectrum Reach is here to help you connect with the right message on every screen. Visit SpectrumReach.com to connect with a local advertising expert. That's SpectrumReach.com. Welcome back into Searching for San Antonio. Like I mentioned earlier, I have Norm Velez joining me on this episode to talk about his establishment, Brewster's Backyard Ice House. And Norm was born in Miami, Florida, but has lived in the Alamo City for the last 39 years. I think we can safely say he's a San Antonian. He's a graduate of McCullum High School located in Harlandale ISD on the south side, and he has years upon years of experience working in the bar and nightclub industry. Before opening up Brewster's, he's managed many midnight rodeos and Wild West locations. Though he has worked for a lot of bars on the north side and even in different cities, he's been a longtime resident of the south side and is so excited to be serving the community in his own backyard. With that said, let's get into my interview with Norm Bellis. 
I appreciate you joining me on the Searching for San Antonio podcast. I, um, you know, been visiting your bar a couple times. Um, I've come across your name numerous times, especially from um, a good mutual friend of ours, of course, April yes. Monterosa with Live from the South Side. So thank you for being on here. Of course. April is amazing. I do a lot of different things with April. And, you know, it's funny how we started working together. She heard my lives where I was saying, hey, this is Norm going live from the South Side. And so she had people <laughs> reaching out to her asking her, hey, who's this crazy guy <laughs> saying live from the South Side? Is he affiliated with you? And she was like, no, but he's bringing me followers. So her and I met and it was just instant. We just clicked she had a thousand ideas that she wanted to do for the community. I had a thousand ideas that I wanted to do. So we just been working together well since then. Yeah, she's awesome. She's done so much for the South Side. And I know you've been doing a lot um, already. And of course, we're going to get into that with the podcast. But yeah. you know, what I've already noticed just from attending the, the influencer event you held um, and just kind of seeing you from afar when I visited Brewster's, you know, you just bring that energy which I really like, you know, you, you come across some people and, you know, they're just not the talkative ones or they're kind of all behind the scenes, but you've always been really energetic when you're, when you're talking. I love what I do. I mean, it's crazy for me. I'm living a dream, you know, like I'm able to open up an establishment that I'm very well versed in because I've been doing it over 20 years. I'm doing it in literally my backyard and I'm able to give back to my community. Like that's everything to me. Like that's everything. So I'm over the moon happy. So the energy is absolutely sincere. It's a little uh, draining because people expect for me to be on all the time. And let's be honest, sometimes I just want to have a quiet dinner and just kind of be in a corner. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, you kind of alluded to the fact that you've been in this industry, the, the bar restaurant industry for a long time. So yeah. kind of give the listeners your backstory. You know, how did you get into this industry in the beginning and how did you get up to this point? Sure. So I started in a place called Tejano Rodeo back in 1995. And I started as a busser and I worked my way up from busser to bar back to bartender. And then they started training me after Midnight Rodeo and Wild West bought out Tejano Rodeo. They then promoted me a manager and they sent me just throughout Texas, managing all types of the Midnight Rodeos and Wild West. And then eventually the opportunity presented itself to where I could open up my own place. And that's where I'm at. So I've been in the industry for 20 plus years and I've done everything from busser to bar back to bar, everything in between. Are you from San Antonio originally or did you grow up here? I was born in Miami, Florida. I lived there two years. Uh, we moved to Houston and I moved to San Antonio when I was about maybe nine. But I've always lived on the south side. I used to live in actually La Soya, which is okay. even further south, which is actually where a lot of the growth is going now. Lived in La Soya for a while, but I've always been a Southside guy since about nine years old. So pretty much all my life. And so yeah. what led you to the idea of Brewster's and to opening up Brewster's? You know, you were managing these other establishments for so long. And now were you just ready to open up your own? Well, I was managing the Wild West in Stone Oak when the pandemic hit and it went under. However, the two years prior to Wild West closing, I had been scouting out the Southside because I knew that there was opportunity here. I used to go to a little place called Stanley's Ice House. And it was a little ice house. It was like a little convenience store for like picnic tables and like a party area in the back. And our parents used to take us there as kids. They would drink and hang out inside the store. We would play in the back. And I thought, we don't have anything like that. We don't have a family-friendly concept where 
the mom and dad can come out and have drinks and the kids are also having fun and they're not just on their video games they're out there playing the giant connect four so the concept really came from a place called stanley's ice house but it's also in conjunction with kind of what little woodrose is doing little woodrose is kind of like an adult playground this is more like a family playground and that's generally the basic concept of what we try to do here Okay, so let's say someone is pulling up to Brewster's. What can they expect? I, you know, I know when I've gone, you know, I've seen a food truck in the front sometimes. Of course, you have the backyard. That's part of the name, of course. So what can a listener expect when they pull up to Brewster's? Well, hospitality, first of all. I mean, that's one of our biggest things. When you walk in the door, you're going to be greeted. Um, we also are home of the free popcorn. So as soon as you walk through the door, you're going to get that whiff of popcorn. Uh, we have a lot of unique drinks. We have a lot of backyard games. We do a lot of happy hour games. And that's really what's different from us in most bars, I guess, is that we really interact with our customers a lot. We're always talking to them, joking with them, doing happy hour games. So that's kind of what you can expect. There's a lot of hospitality. Now, you mentioned that you're kid friendly. So, you know, kind of talk about the games that you have there in the in the backyard part of Brewster's. Yeah, so we have your classic giant Jenga, we have your giant Connect Four, we have your cornhole, we have the ring it games, but we also have, for example, we just did a Hot Wheel race where we had a six lane, 20 foot Hot Wheel track and the kids (laughs) absolutely love that. I'm going to be doing a Mario Kart competition coming not this Sunday, but next Sunday. We've done video game stuff where we have Xboxes and Switches and uh, PS4s where the kids can come in and play. So there's a lot of interactive stuff. Of course, the pool tables, the dartboard, the air hockey machines. So there's just numerous type of interactive games for the kids to enjoy. And what I really like is a lot of these games you can play with your kid. Now, for the adults, you know, inside maybe, um, are there some TVs for them to maybe watch some sports or watch what's going on? Yes, we have TVs, obviously, throughout the whole location. And we're actually getting ready to launch our official Cowboys watch party. We're going to be televising all the games. We're going to have what we call a Cowboy Corner, where all the Cowboy fans will be in a specific area. It'll be all decked out. I also have a VIP room where I'm working with Crown Royal. It's going to be called the best seat in the house. And it's basically a living room with your own television and you get to enjoy it. So the adults that come in here will be able to enjoy watching multiple games on multiple televisions every Sunday, Thursday and Monday night, of course. Well, I'm glad the Cowboys fans are going to have their own corner because I'm, I'm not personally a Cowboys fan. So I'm glad they'll what, be kind of sectioned off. <laughs> no, I'm a Chargers fan. I'm, I'm a Los Chargers. Angeles Chargers fan. <laughs> okay. Well, don't, don't tell anyone, Zach. It's between me and you here. I'm a Miami Dolphins fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we got we, we both got to deal with the Cowboys fans. So, you know, it, I think it was it was smart of you. It was brilliant of you to kind of create a Cowboys fan section like that. Now. Have you, now I haven't been to Brewster's in the evening. I've only been there during the day. Have you, and maybe you've already done this, but have you thought about putting like those inflatable kind of outdoor TVs like in the back? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll be having those probably for all the big Cowboys game. Okay. So this will be the official viewing party on the South side for the Cowboys game. And we already teamed up with Miller Lite and Crown Royal, who are both the official beer and liquor sponsors of the Cowboys. And we will absolutely be having the large inflatable screens in the back for the Cowboy game and uh, be giving away a lot of swag. I mean, I have a lot of stuff I'm going to be giving away. And we're also going to have like cowbells on all the tables. So uh, awesome. every time they score a touchdown, the cowbells will go off. 
I may regret that decision at some point. Um, <laughs> but until then, man, let's go. Let's just have fun. I'm sure. It. I'm sure people are gonna enjoy it. And and yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Cowboys and uh, Cowboys fans in San Antonio, and there's a lot of Cowboys fans on the South Side. So I'm sure they'll enjoy it. You know, on the inside, do you have live music? It looks like you might have live music there every once in a while. That's a great question. So, you know, we just got our stage built maybe two months ago and we kicked it off with Ramp Herrera and we have we've had live music since then. Now, this Friday, we have Finding Friday and every last Friday of every month for the next three months, Finding Friday will be performing. In between those, we have Palacio Brothers, uh, El Scorpiones, Electric Circus. So on Fridays, we primarily do our concerts. Every now and then, we'll do something on Sunday. For example, Jerry DeLeon has performed before, Gabe Garcia. So we do a lot of live music as well, typically about maybe once to twice a week, though. Another favorite subject of of some of the listeners, uh, the alcohol, the beer. What kind of drinks do you serve there at Brewster's? Is it uh, you know just going to be beers and shots? You have some maybe cocktails. What kind of drinks do you got there? Well, we obviously we have a full bar, right? And we have some amazing mixologists that make some very unique drinks. Uh, we have a house margarita that's obviously amazing, but we have a specialty in-house drink called the Backyard Punch. And it is by far our best seller. Uh, it is made with deep eddy and other ingredients. I don't want to tell you exactly what's in it. <laughs> but yeah, we do have those. You know, the South Side is very unique. And I can say this because I worked on the North Side. I worked in Stone Oak. I worked in uh, Midnight Rodeo. So I can I know the difference in what people drink. Chamoy, Tajin, that stuff is popping here on the South Side. Like everybody <laughs> wants their beer or drink rimmed with that stuff. North, not even half. A lot of Chinese candies down south, they didn't even know what Chinese candies were up north. So it's amazing because I've always lived on the south side, but I've always worked on the north side. Well, now I'm working on the south side and living on the south side, and I'm seeing the difference in the bar industry much closer as far as what people like to drink. And it's much more of the, uh, you know, the chamoy and tahini and stuff like that. So we try to cater to that. And we actually developed some drinks uh, with those type of ingredients involved. Well, and you bring up a good point because what I've really liked about what I've seen just from your your social media, your content, what I've heard from you already in this interview and from April, it seems really cool what you're doing with with Brewster's Backyard, having it be family friendly, pet friendly. You know, we've seen some places like that on other sides of town, but not so much the south side. And so I, I think it's just great that you've brought that atmosphere to the South side, because it's not like the South side doesn't have children, right? Why? Like, why are these places only on certain sides of town? You know, no, let's have it on the South side. And you've done that. You've brought that to the South side community. But speaking of the community, I've seen that you've, you've had events, you know, I was there for the South side book fair. Um, I know April has talked about a lot of events. So kind of talk about some of the events that you've either put on in the past or maybe plan to put on in the future. The big one is Mora Motivation, and it's basically a nonprofit where we give away bikes every Christmas to, you know, lower income families. Uh, So we're in the process of raising money for that right now. Uh, That's near and dear to my heart. Things that we've done in the past that are really dear to my heart that I want to do again is something like called Superhero Saturday. Now, Superhero Saturday was an opportunity for our first responders, police officers particularly, to meet the community when it's not a hostile situation. I think 
a lot of the police officers get a bad rap because they're interacting with us when we're at our worst moments, you know, when we're not necessarily ourselves. We got into an accident or we got into a fight with our spouse or whatever the case may be. And the officer is now reacting to how we're acting. So I wanted to create an event where the police officers in the community can meet and talk on a human level and to talk on a, a, a personal level because those guys are cops. I mean, they're, excuse me, they're fathers, they're, they're, they're brothers. They're exactly what we are. So that event is something I plan on doing again. Um, we've done princess parties for little girls to make it feel special. We just recently did the Hot Wheels party. We plan on doing a lot of community events to give back to the community. Last Thanksgiving, we gave away um, turkeys to 180 families. So we literally drove around the community. We teamed up with uh, All Access Promotions, Mike Anthony. Special shout out to that guy because he does a lot of things for the community as well. So those are things that we have done in the past that we'll continue to do because I just cannot see me doing what I'm doing without giving back to the community. I mean, that is essentially what I'm trying to do here. It's not even about making money or getting rich or notoriety. It's about giving back. The more I make, the more I can give. Absolutely. And, th- and that's what I'm about here with the San Antonio Podcast Network is the community giving back. You know, we've partnered up with, with some of the nonprofits that we've interviewed here on the podcast to put on, you know, either not so much a community event, but maybe do like a monetary donation drive, a coat yeah. drive, things of that sort. Just giving back to the community. Um, that's really near and dear to my heart as well. Now, up to this point, the listeners have probably been hearing this and they think, man, it's just, it's, it's so fun to own a bar. I want to go out and own a bar. I'm sure it's a lot, you know, um, <laughs> you can have a lot of fun. But as you know, you've been doing this for, for what, uh, near two decades, right? So you yeah. know how much hard work and time it takes to to put into a venture like this. What are some of the challenges of managing and owning a bar? Well, that's always going to change, right? I've been in the industry long enough to know that right now, as of right now, the biggest challenge with this industry is staffing. And we know that it's it's getting the help that you need. I am blessed that I have enough staffing because I've been able to pull from different places that I've work for it. And people have worked for me before know how I work. So they come in what they want to work for me. But this industry is difficult because I think you, you hit it right on the head. It's like a lot of people just say, I want to open up a bar. This seems fun. Like, yeah. What they don't realize is that I literally have a day manager to do the stuff that I cannot do. There's so many behind the scenes stuff that people don't know, whether it's the taxes, the licenses, the permits, the insurance, uh, just the general liability of owning a bar and someone possibly getting into a pro- uh, accident and then suing you and you're done. Like there is so much risk in this particular industry that people don't think about. All they see is they walk in and they see the good time. They hear the music. They don't see the behind the scenes. They don't see us putting in 20 hours and barely getting three, four hours sleep and then turning around and doing it all over again. So I think people fall in love with the fantasy of owning a bar or nightclub, but don't realize how much A, money goes into it because it takes a lot of money and B, how much of your time it's going to consume. People think that they can do this on the side. Like, oh, I'm going to keep my full-time job and open up a bar. No, dude, the bar is your full-time job because if it's not, it's going (laughs) to fail. And I've seen it a thousand times where people just do it as a hobby. They don't treat it seriously. And let's be honest, you know, one of three things will consume you if you don't control it. The booze, the drugs, or the alcohol, right? (laughs) This industry is different from any other industry in that you're exposed to one of those three things all the time. And if you don't have self-control, if you can't 
treat this business like a bank. And that's the thing is I treat my bar as if it's a corporate, you know, a CEO type big corporation. It's not a playground for me. It's, it's I take it very serious. It's my, my life. So, you know, I would tell people who want to open up a bar to do your homework and to bring a person in who knows what they're doing. If you've never run a bar, don't think you're going to all of a sudden become a genius and know how to do it. Just because you've spent hours drinking at a bar does not make you an expert. So bring someone in <laughs> that knows what they're doing. And that would be my number one advice. Don't think you could do it by yourself. That's so fascinating that some people think they can make it like a part-time job. I uh, I haven't heard of that. And the fact that people actually try to do that, it's just, it's unbelievable that someone would think that it, it could just take part-time hours. I feel like for almost any business, so even personally, and this, ha- I mean, this is nothing compared to owning a bar or owning any kind of, you know, brick and mortar uh, establishment, you know, even starting the podcast, uh, you know, I kind of thought to myself like, oh, okay, you know, this would be fun on the side. Uh, no, this is like a full-time job at this point, you know, having to do all the different work that goes into the podcast. So I can't even imagine, you know, someone trying to have that mindset going into owning a bar. <laughs> right. Heck no. Okay, so in my opinion, the most challenging thing would be the fact that the the industry is just so saturated, or at least it looks saturated, right? I mean, let's say you want to go out to a bar and you want to go drinking. I mean, there are so many options. So how do you kind of differentiate yourself? And and it seems like for yourself, you've maybe done that by making it a pet friendly, a a kid friendly environment. Yes. And, And so I'm constantly looking at, well, what is, what are other people not doing? What, what's different from me? And I always ask myself this, what am I doing to make people want to come here, right? Because to your point, they have hundreds of options to do. Now, where I'm different is that I am kid-friendly. That immediately puts me in a different category than any other bar around me, except maybe Aqueduct, which is similar to what we're doing here. But I'm always asking myself and challenging myself to come up with events and promos that are going to be appealing to my people and want them to come here because I don't ever want to take that for granted and just assume people are going to come in. I want to give them some type of entertainment. I do have to ask this as a dog person. <laughs> I know you're pet friendly. <laughs> and I think I, I've brought our little dachshund to there oh. to Brewsters for the uh, for the Southside Book Fair. But have you thought about incorporating anything like a dog menu or maybe some dog treats there at Brewsters? That's a great question. So, Every now and again, and I think we have some now. Yeah, we have some dog treats behind the bar now. However, I do want to do that. There is a place called Mums, and they make dog treats. So I'm going to be taping up with them. There is a dog beer out there that I want to I've bring heard of in. It. Yeah, so that's stuff that I want to bring in. We don't get a lot of dogs, though, in here. We get a really? few, maybe four or five a week. But I do want to do more events like that. So to answer your question, I will be bringing in more dog snacks and stuff like that. That's really easy. Well, one thing I'm thinking about maybe to at least increase awareness that it's dog friendly is I know there's a group that my girlfriend and I are part of called the San Antonio Lowriders, and it's a dachshund oh. group here in San Antonio, and they have monthly meetups. I know it's hilarious, San Antonio Lowriders, right? But um, <laughs> love it. But they they have monthly meetups at different parks, at different locations, establishments where you know everyone brings their their little dachshund, and you know they drink, hang out, have a good time. I know uh, we've done a couple of them. One of them was at um, Friendly Spot, which of course you know is a popular place in Southtown. Sure. That was really cool. You know, it was outdoors. You could bring the dog and have some drinks and interact with everybody. But I'm thinking Brewsters would be a perfect place for that. Yeah, in the backyard, just have a San Antonio lowrider meetup. All the dachshunds show up. I think that would be a lot of fun. 
You let me know. I'll put it on the calendar. As a matter of fact, we have done a bully palooza with um, bull. So we have done one of these events before, and we literally had about fifty bulldogs, and they did like a bulldog competition. I had a DJ back there, all type of vendors that were selling kind of dog friendly items. I would love to do that, and I think April actually has that type of dog as well. She has a dachshund, Rezu. Yeah, shout out to shout out to Rezu, <laughs> April's little dog. <laughs> Um, I know she's always, uh, he's always getting attention on her Instagram. I would but, love uh, to do that, Zachary. No, honestly, after we get off of this, let's get together, uh, meet you in April and put that together. I would love to do that type of thing. I think that would be a lot of fun. Like I said, we, I think both of us are part of that little group here in San Antonio on Facebook. So we'll definitely have to reach out to them and see if they could, you know, set up a monthly meetup for that. But, you know, speaking again, you kind of building on the, the challenges part of owning a bar, obviously covid you know, was probably one of the most challenging things presented to you. Now, you started kind of in the midst of it, in the midst of COVID, but did, did you still see those challenges? So I signed the lease and people thought I was crazy right in the beginning of the pandemic back in like April and May. And they're like, well, you're doing what? <laughs> because this industry was literally getting ravaged. Clubs and bars were getting shut down. They weren't going to reopen and I was getting to open up another bar. So at the time, the challenges weren't so bad because when I opened, I opened under the CDC guidelines. So I was like at 50% social distancing. Everyone had to wear a mask. I had to have plexiglass and stuff everywhere. So that was a big challenge opening up for the very first time under guidelines that I had no idea. I had been in this business 20 years, but I had never seen anything like this before. So I had never had to deal with a pandemic like this and all the precautions that we had to put in place. So it was a little nerve wracking opening up for the very first time under circumstances that I was unfamiliar with. As time went by, however, some of those guidelines loosened up a little bit, as you know, the plexiglass came down, um, the social distancing wasn't so much of a big deal. Eventually, the masks were taken away. So that's where we're at now. Now, the challenges as you ask, have changed. That was the challenges probably towards the beginning of the pandemic. The challenges now are more hidden, right? Because we know that there's a surge coming up. And I have to ask myself as a business owner, when do I make those tough decisions? You know, I have to consider the health of my employees first and foremost. And I have to make sure that I'm making the right decisions with their health in mind. So it's difficult now because I probably need to have a conversation with my employees to see how they feel because I don't want to put them in a position where um, they could get sick if we don't do the right thing as employers. But it's difficult, man, because it's just... Can't even it's, imagine. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get my second shot soon, but that's a whole nother story. You know, do you ask yeah. your employees to get vaccinated? Do you not ask them? Do you not allow them to work? It's such a weird world that we're living in right now. And I'm kind of making these decisions based on all the information I get and based off really, to be honest with you, the employees, I want to make sure that I'm providing a safe, comfortable environment for them. So it's important that they give me their feedback and I make decisions based on what's going to make them most comfortable. Now, you've talked a lot about how how important the, the community is to you, the Southside community, but just the community in general. What do you think it takes to be a true San Antonian? Respect. Respecting yourself, respecting your elders, respecting the city. I think I was grew up. I mean, I know I'm going to keep saying the word respect, but I think that is the backbone of San Antonio. There's a lot of culture in San Antonio. 
There's a lot of family. And it's a big city, but it's more like a big town to me. I've lived in Houston. Uh, I've lived in Dallas. Those are like big cities. San Antonio is so different from that. It has more of a family feel. So I would say to be considered San Antonio, it's about family, tradition, you know, good times. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> a lot of good times. Yeah. <laughs> it's a city yeah. of fiesta, right? I mean, it's all yeah. about having a good time here in San Antonio. And you're, you're definitely right about the culture. Now, time for the heavy question, right? Ooh. Makes yourself look a little inward. You know, how do you want to be remembered here in the community? Um, as someone who always gave back and someone who put other people before himself and someone who would literally give the shirt off his back to help anybody in need. I've been raised poor all my life. So I've never really had like all those luxurious things that, you know, so when I get anything of value, I, for some reason, want to immediately share it. I don't understand people who stockpile millions and millions of dollars and do nothing with it. I always want to be remembered as someone who made as much, but gave as much as he made and gave as much as he could. So I just want to be remembered as someone who gave back and just did the little things that we all should be doing that would make a big, big difference if we chose to. I like that. Now, before I let you go, Norm, uh, be sure to tell the listeners where we can find Brewsters or can we find you? How can we keep up with, with what's going on there at Brewsters? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked. So we're located on the south side of San Antonio, 815 Pleasanton Road. It is right off of 35 and Division. We're open seven days a week. Uh, we're kid-friendly and pet-friendly every day till 9 o'clock, except for Friday. That's the only day where we're 21 and up, open and close. Other than that, we're open seven days a week. I'm pretty much on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Norman Velez, or you can follow Brewster's Backyard Ice House. Also on Facebook and Instagram, uh, Brewster's Backyard Ice House. Keep in touch because I have a new venue opening up here on the south side, Brewster's Sports Park. We'll talk about that on another podcast. <laughs> we'll have to get you back on to talk about Brewster Sports Park in the future. Yes. But Norm, uh, I appreciate you joining me on Searching for San Antonio. I really enjoyed hearing more about your story and, and your experience in this industry, what you're doing with Brewsters. Like I mentioned multiple times, like you mentioned multiple times, it's so important to give back to this community here in San Antonio, especially on the South Side. I know the South Side is near and dear to my heart as well. So I appreciate all the work you do. Thank you, Zachary. I appreciate it, man. Let's continue to talk and see what we can do to help the community. I think our voices together are more powerful. And that's what I'm all about with collaborating with guys like you. So thank you for what you do. That's going to wrap up my interview with Norm Velez, owner and operator of Brewster's Backyard Ice House. We're going to take a quick ad break, but don't go anywhere just yet because in the next segment, I'll be giving you a sneak peek into a dog-friendly, dare I say dachshund-centered, event coming up in September at Brewster. So stay tuned. Hey guys, it's Zach. As some of you may know, I help people plan for retirement. And as your advisor, I can not only show you how money truly works, but put you in control of your money today and in retirement. If you're looking to schedule a financial review, please give me a call at 210-760-0409. Welcome back into Searching for San Antonio. If you enjoyed the interview, and I hope you did, 
You can support the podcast by clicking our link in bio on Instagram or Twitter. Once you do that, click support monthly and you can set up monthly support for as little as 99 cents. You know, we're not a brick and mortar establishment like Brewster's, for example, or a coffee shop or any retail store out there. We're not located at farmer's markets or pop-up markets throughout the city. You know, you can't show support by purchasing anything like that. So this is really the only way you can support the podcast. And if you did, it would mean a lot. Now, I want to thank Norm again for joining me on the podcast. I'm really excited to see his establishment and any future venture of his have success. I think his mission to serve the community and give back is so admirable and important. When we think of bars, restaurants, or nightclubs, we tend to think of people getting drunk, maybe disorderly, a little wild, maybe even a fight breaking out at some places. But we don't think of these places as serving the families, much less the children of the community that they're in. That's why I think a place like Brewster stands out. I don't know the exact frequency of events, but judging from our conversation and their social media posts, they're hosting family-friendly events all the time. He was so right when he was talking about how places like this are missing from the south side. I know near me, on the far, far west side of San Antonio, there's a place called Biggs that is family-friendly, but they don't have as many games like Brewster's does or or the TVs. They also don't promote, or at least not that I see, that they're pet-friendly. There's also dog-friendly places located in Southtown and the Pearl. We all know the friendly spot, right? And then, of course, the Pearl. I see dogs walking around all the time. Um, there's a place like Little Woodrow's, right, on different sides of town. Uh, Hops and Hounds is, is one of the newest places where you can bring your dog. It's all dog-centered. But aside from maybe Aqueduct, there's not a place like that on the south side of San Antonio. And that's what Norm is providing there with Brewster's. Going back to the bar aspect of it, it's going to be a great place to even watch some football for the adults, I guess you could say, or maybe some kids that are into football. As you heard Norm mention, they're teaming up with Crown Royal, official liquor sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, to create what's called the best seat in the house. Basically, it's going to be like a living room while you're at the bar to watch the Cowboys games. So I know for Cowboys fans on the South Side, it's going to be an awesome place to watch some football games this fall and even bring your family to enjoy it with you. Personally, you got to hear, obviously, I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm a huge fan of Los Angeles Chargers. Maybe there'll be some NFL packages there for me to watch the game. Uh, But if you're a Cowboys fan, definitely, definitely check out this place for your games on Sundays. Also, if you're listening to this on the release day or the week of August 8th through the 14th, 2021, Brewsters will be hosting an event called Bar Wars, I like the name of that, this upcoming Monday, which is August 16th. It sounds like a really fun event. Norm mentioned that it's a cocktail competition where they have bartenders come up with the most innovative, eye-popping drink they can. He said in the past they've had events like this, or they've had this exact event, and they've come up with some amazing drinks. So be sure to check out their social media for more information. Again, you can follow them at Brewster's Backyard on Instagram and Facebook. Now, I alluded earlier to an event coming up in September, and you even heard us talking about a potential dachshund meetup during the interview. Though all the details haven't been completely worked out, we are putting together a dachshund meetup at Brewster's Backyard Ice House next month, September 2021. I'm working with the Facebook group San Antonio Lowriders who, if you have a dachshund and you didn't know, is a fantastic Facebook group you should join. Uh, We're teaming up with them along with Brewsters and April from Live from the South Side to host a meetup event there. We're going to try to get some dog vendors. I think we will. 
Uh, we probably have some hot dogs out there from a food truck. Since it is a wiener dog event, right? It's only right you have hot dogs. And other food, of course. I think Norm mentioned to me that we'd like to try to set up some kind of either costume contest or maybe a mini weenie dog race. There's probably going to be a DJ there. I know they had a dog event at Brewster's that was for bulldogs and uh, bully breeds, as they call them. And they had vendors there. They had a DJ. It was a lot of fun. I think he said over 30 dogs that showed up. Um, I know this event is centered around dachshunds, but don't get me wrong. It's a dog event for the whole family and every breed to come and enjoy. It's going to be a lot of fun. I really can't wait. Stay tuned for more details. I'll be posting and talking about it a lot more as the date nears. Of course, follow Brewsters, follow Live from the South Side, follow the San Antonio Lowriders Dachshund Group to hear more about the event. Right now, we're looking at Sunday, September 19th. But that is going to do it for another episode of Searching for San Antonio. I really hope you enjoyed the interview with Norm Velez. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe on your preferred listening platform. You can now subscribe individually to Searching for San Antonio, just like you can individually to SA Talk. Or, of course, you can just keep yourself subscribed to the San Antonio Podcast Network, and you'll get both series episodes. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I please ask that you leave a rate and review if you haven't already. If you want to keep up with the show and our other talk show, SA Talk, please give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at SA Pod Network. That's at SA Pod Network. If you have any questions about advertising or partnering opportunities, please reach out to me at Zachary at SAPodnetwork.com. That's Z A C H A R Y at SAPodnetwork.com. If you're a listener and want to support the show, you heard me say earlier, Visit our link in bio on any social media platform and click support monthly. Thanks again for listening and Viva San Antonio.